five minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nachum Siegel. Welcome to a Tuesday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program. Ne 
shul in Ramabe Shemeshala. Where a small group of men came to hear a magateer. And they liked the way in which the shear was given. So they came back again, and a few told their friends. As coffee bubbled on a burner, the shear turned the corner. Rev you did hear the chabrusa, it was really quite behooded. So it went day after day, and then they made a seer. Suddenly it's very clear that the shear has a key. about the Yaimi and that's something that you should never forget so if you miss a day it doesn't mean it's over just start again don't waste time on regret and if you've been through shots once or even twice now or if you haven't learned in 37 At the table, then the share was put online, beginning of a fable. I'm a rich, simple charts, I'm a base, it's so short. Golden dog, grow a beard, can you give a homish bar? But Ravelli had a dream, he wanted to build a center. MDY at Minata, if you want to learn, you enter. Visitors started coming, feeding from across the ocean. West Coast surfer, true, what excitement, what commotion. But it's not about the top, it's about the It was ready, beautiful, and filled with Tyra. And after about a week again, you couldn't find a seat. No, I'm Gary, Avi, two sponsors really started rolling. Filming live, Billy Axe, merch official comes a calling. Coffee cups, license plates, Kaiva is not just for dummies. And Corona hit the world, everyone is feeling crummy. Not a giving sheer alone, never kind of falls apart. Will we come back home again?
couple years and the magic is still spreading. Back to factor lions, Kotak giving sheer at a wedding. And the cash, Jussie Klein, Ben Schwartz, and the barber.
There's nothing stopping you Ki ha mitzvah hazoi Slo in a place in mimcho Eloi da 
me up, it's time to go, been down this road before and I know, there's danger up ahead, recalculate and turn around, I'm heading home, I'm homeward bound, no I'm not gonna walk that path no more, I know, I know it's not too late, know my past won't seal my fate, you'll be there, with arms wide open, no matter what I've done wrong. No matter how long I've been gone, you'll be there to let me back in. Firu she'asinu mashu'ah, u'mochel v'soleach, mochel v'soleach. Moshit yadon e'ezav, v'noten b'rachamav, et ha'koach l'teken, v'nashuv e'yav.
JM in the AM with uh, Yishai Rebo and the Solomon Brothers. Eitan Katz before that with Espa'ar. Ben Amram, brand new from Eighth Day. You heard uh, Shalom Bernholtz with Aval Be'emet. Simcha Liner's brand new one, Eyes of Glass. Yaakov Yisrael with Hakol Tov before that one. Uh, it's about the Yomi. That's the very clever brand new selection by Rabbi Nachman Seltzer. David Gabe with Naran Nu off the brand new Shirei Pinchas volume number five. And uh, Regesh, of course, Modani opening things up. And we say good morning. Welcome to a Tuesday on the seventh day of February, day number 16 in the month of Shvat, the year 5783, Tavshin Pei Gimel. I see that someone won the uh, 760-some million dollar uh, Powerball last night. Ticket was sold in Washington State. It's pretty unbelievable. <laughs> anyway, congratulations to that winner from all of us here at JM and the AM. Full day here, of course, including our Yeshiva League sports update. Apparently, it is the final week of the regular season in the Yeshiva Leagues. Elliot Weiselberg has the wrap-up of the regular season, and I guess what we would call a preview to the playoffs coming up in hockey and basketball. And that's all going to be happening right here at the Nahum Siegel Show, or I should say the Nahum Siegel Network here on JM and the AM. And um, keep in mind, Kosher Halftime Show 5783, the 10th annual Kosher Halftime Show that will uh, be released and made available to the public 8 o'clock Eastern Time, halftime during the game this coming Sunday night. Uh, our YouTube channel, NahumSiegel.com. You'll probably see it on a bunch of WhatsApp groups and a whole other uh, uh, assortment of sites and social media. Um, so get ready. Get ready for an exclusive interview with Rachmiel Begun and a very different and interesting kosher halftime show. Our 10th kosher halftime show brought to you by the Rothenberg Law Firm, uh, InjuryLawyer.com, who we thank for the sponsorship annually of the kosher halftime show and who this year are really, really vested in the uh, Super Bowl uh, because of the Philadelphia connection that the uh, Rothenbergs have. So good luck to the Eagles. We say that, of course, uh, in reference to our friends, the Rothenbergs, and not to not to favor one team over the other and not to anger all the Giant fans. Um, but that's the story for this coming Sunday, and we are getting set for that. More coming up, JM and the AM on a Tuesday morning broadcast as we continue with uh, Milech Cohen.
Teachers build it. Kashen di barato. Like you said. Tati, like you promised. So, Chavre, let's dive it together. Let it be today. Let it be today. Kashen di barato, like you promised, Tati. Like you
Maishi Tischler with a song entitled Abba Gadol here at JM in the AM. Gershon Verobo before that with Kikel Poel. I know I can't stop with that song. It's amazing. I've only been enjoying it for 40 years. Maishi Auslander with Kasher Dibarta. Lechacha done by Eli Levin. Dove Halpern with Jerusalem. Aish Tamid was the uh, Milech Cohen selection here at JM in the AM. It's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners' sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at NachumSiegel.com, on the NachumSiegel Network, and of course on the beloved NSN app. Hey, I want to say good morning to Mr. Weinstein from Springfield, New Jersey. Came over to me last night at uh, the uh, Kosher Food and Wine Experience from Kedem. And um, informed me that he's listening every single day to JM and the AM, and I thank him and all the people out there that are tuned in every single day. So shout out to Springfield, New Jersey. And to the Weinstein family. Galay Tzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast next. We say Boker Tov from JM and the AM. Galay Tzal, Amir Ushalayim, Asha'a 2, Shalom Rav, Ba'ulpan Rani Avnai, Ima Shekore Akshav. רעידת האדמה בטורקיה ובסוריה, מספר ההרוגים באסון עלה לחמשת אלפים בני אדם. עשרות רעידות משנה הורגשו באזור בשעות האחרונות. משלחות סיוע בינלאומיות רבות הגיעו לאזור. 
רב הקהילה האשכנזית בטורקיה, מנדי חיטריק, סיפר אצל אמיר איבגי, שניים מחברי הקהילה הנהדרים. באנו לעזור לאחינו היהודים, כעשרה עד חמישה עשר מצאנו אותם בחיים, ושניים שעדיין מחוסרי קשר, מדובר על רעידת אדמה מאוד קשה. חמישים אחוז מהבניינים פשוט נמחקו מעל פני האדמה. המצב מאוד קשה, אין חשמל ואין מים, אין חימום, בחום של אפס מעלות יורד שלג וגשם. רחובות חסומים, בניינים שפשוט נשפכו לרחובות. שרת התחבורה מירי רגב הציגה את הרפורמה החדשה בתעריפי התחבורה הציבורית שתחליף את התוכנית של קודמתה. בין סעיפי הרפורמה, 50% הנחה לנסיעה בפריפריה. עם כל הפרטים, כתבתנו לענייני תחבורה הילי קרן. במסגרת הרפורמה צדק תחבורתי תינתן הנחה של 33% ברכישת ערך צבור ומינוי חופשי חודשי לצעירים בגילאי 18 עד 26. תסובסד נסיעה חינם לחיילים משוחררים למשך שנה מיום שחרורם, וכן גם עבור האזרחים הוותיקים. הרפורמה דורשת תקציב של 740 מיליון שקלים שיוקצה במסגרת תקציב משרד התחבורה. והשרה לשעבר, חברת הכנסת מיכאלי, הגיבה על הרפורמה של רגב וכתבה בטוויטר, מירי רגב מבטלת את הרפורמה הזו ומחזירה את השחיתות והקומבינות, כולנו נשלם את המחיר על זה. איראן חשפה בסיס תת-קרקעי בשם אייט 44. בבסיס נראים מספר מטוסי קרב וטילי שיוט ארוכי טווח, כך על פי דיווח בסוכנות הידיעות המזוהה עם משמרות המהפכה. ככל הנראה הבסיס נבנה בתקופה האחרונה, ולטענת איראן ברשותה מספר בסיסים תת-קרקעיים מסוג זה ברחבי הרפובליקה האסלאמית. ראש ה-CIA, ויליאם בנס, טען שהמתיחות בין ישראל לפלסטינים מתחילה להידמות לתקופה האלימה של האינתיפאדה השנייה. חלק מהעבודה שלנו בסוכנות הביון זה לעבוד קרוב ככל שאנו יכולים עם הפלסטינים ועם הישראלים, למנוע פיצוצים כאלה שראינו בשבועות האחרונים, זה יהיה אתגר גדול, אז אני מודאג. כתבת חדשות החוץ עומר עזרן מוסרת כי בנס אמר את הדברים בנאום במכללה האמריקנית ביום חמישי האחרון. לפני שבועיים הוא ביקר בישראל ונפגש עם בכירים, בהם ראש המוסד דדי ברנע. רצח יעל מלניק, זיכרונה לברכה. בית המשפט המחוזי בחיפה קבע שקיימים קשיים ראייתיים להוכיח עבירה של רצח נגד הנאשם אדוארד קצורה. בשבוע הבא ידון בית המשפט בבקשתו להשתחרר לחלופת מעצר. מדווח כתבנו בחיפה קובי מנדל. בית המשפט המחוזי בחיפה קבע כי לא הוכחה טענת הכרסום שהעלה אדוארד קצורה המואשם ברציחתה בנסיבות מחמירות של הנערה ליטל יעל מלניק וכי כבר כעת ניתן לקבוע כי סיכויי זיכויו עולים על סיכויי הרשעתו. עם זאת קבע בית המשפט כי התרשמותו היא שבעבירה של רצח בנסיבות מחמירות קיימים קשיים ראייתיים ממשיים. השופט ניצן סילמן קבע אפוא כי קיימות ראיות לכאורה לעבירות קלות יותר של המתה. מזג האוויר בחרמון ובהפסגות הגבוהות של ערי הצפון והמרכז יורד שלג, גשם מלווה בסופות רעמים ברחבי הארץ, מלווה ברוחות מערביות חזקות, חשש להצפות בדרום מישור החוף וסיכוי לשיטפונות במדבר יהודה ובים המלח. אלה החדשות שעורך רועי ולד.
So 
J.M. in the A.M. 
Ellie Deitch, Baruch HaGever is the name of that one here on a Tuesday morning broadcast. Sheves Achim with Lashana Haba. You heard Modim, that's Aral Samit here at JM in the AM. Tuesday morning broadcast. Thanks so much for joining us, everybody. Yeshiva League sports update time. Elliot Weiselberg is, uh, is set. Yet another amazing presentation all season long by Elliot of the Yeshiva League sports update. Tuesdays at this time, and apparently as he's about to report, Apparently, the uh, regular season is coming to an end, and it's time to talk playoffs. Elliot Weiselberg, Yeshiva League Sports Update on a Tuesday. Here he is at JM. Oh, one second. (laughs) Love making that mistake. Yeah, after 40 years, still making these mistakes. Ah, unbelievable. Uh, Elliot Weiselberg, Yeshiva League Sports Update here at JM in the AM. Thanks, Nachum. After four long months of competition, we have finally reached the last day of the regular season for the 2022-2023 winter sports year. Straight ahead on the Tuesday morning JM in the AM Sports Update, top seeds in varsity basketball's East and West find their fates intertwined, JV basketball has their bracket figured out, and varsity and JV hockey all come down to one final game to cement the playoff picture. All that and more, good morning, I'm... I'm Elliot Weisselberg. In boys' varsity basketball, North Shore clinches the East Crown, taking wins over Hafter and Mag and David. The Lions will know tonight who will join them as an East bye, as both DRS and Mag and David are in action. DRS will need a win over North Shore, or Mag and David lost to TABC to clinch the East number 2 seed. It's been a rough week for Mag and David, also losing to SAR to drop to 9-4, and four, taking their ability to clinch a buy on their own out of their hands. SAR will also be at the mercy of another team to determine what their seed will be. Having finished at 12-2, and two, they will need to await Frisch's contest with Ramaz tonight to see whether they will be the West number 1 or number 2 seed, that by virtue of Frisch sweeping the season series with SAR 58-48 to 48 this week. A Frisch win will give the Cougars the West crown, but a loss could possibly drop them down to number 3 if TABC can beat Mag and David. While so much still remains up in the air going into the last day, we do know that the six teams that we've mentioned, in addition to Flatbush, Hafter, and Waterbury in the east, and Hillel, JEC, and Ramaz in the west, will all be moving on to the postseason action starting next week. In JV basketball, the regular season has reached its conclusion, and the playoff bracket has been determined. Mag and David joins TABC, finishing with a perfect 10-0 record, after dominating Hank as the two win the East and West, respectively. DRS and Ramaz each picked up wins on the week as well, to finish at 8-2, and will be the number two seeds from the respective divisions, and will earn buys as well. In the East, number three North Shore will take on YDE, while number four Hafter will host Flatbush. YDE defeated Flatbush 70-64 to tie their season season series and their record, but missed out on the tiebreak by two points by virtue of the Falcons' eight-point win over them earlier this year. Out West, SAR's late-season slide sees them at number three hosting MTA, while Hillel will host Frisch in the last quarterfinal matchup. Moving over to hockey, where the focus of both JV and Varsity will each come down to one game to complete the playoffs. In Varsity, TABC locked up the number one seed with a 7-3 win over Kushner, and DRS took the two seed with a win over Hafter and a YDE loss to Hank. The Frisch Cougars will wind up in the number three seed, and Hafter, taking two losses on the week, will drop to seventh. Fourth, fifth, sixth, and eighth will be decided tonight when YDE takes on Flatbush. 
SAR, Hank, and YDE will all fit into 4 through 6 in some order, depending on the outcome, but Flatbush is fighting for their playoff lives, and only a win will do the trick. The Falcons have taken a possible 5 points in 3 games, with wins over Ramaz and Solomon Schechter, and a 1-1 tie to Rambam, putting them in a position to jump Kushner for the 8th and final spot in the postseason. A YDE win will give them the 4 seed and a home playoff date with SAR by virtue of the Sting's 3-2 late game win over MT. Last night. In JV, that same matchup will determine the final participant as YDE looks to play spoiler to Flatbush's attempt at the postseason. The Falcons took a win over Rambam to put them in a tie with Frisch, who also needed a late goal to top MTA this week 3-2. A Flatbush win, tie, or overtime loss will get them into the playoffs over the Cougars to face number 3 SAR, the winner to play number 2 DRS. In the other half of the bracket, number 4 North Shore will meet number 5 MTA with the winner earning a date with number 1 TABC. As we come down to playoff time, stay tuned to Yeshiva League Pass and all of the YLP handles on Instagram for all the latest information regarding who is in, who is out, and who is going where once the knockout stages begin. And that was your Tuesday morning jam in the AM Sports Update. I'm Elliot Weisselberg.
JM the AM, Yehuda Green calls that Shirat Hayam here on a uh, Tuesday morning broadcast at JM and the AM. By the way, I want to give a shout out to Rabbi Mayerfeld. Uh, yesterday, I learned a lot more about the incredible work that he and his wife and family are doing in Lower Manhattan when it comes to the area of Kiruv. Uh, those of you not familiar with the term, it is literally uh, an effort that he and so many thousands of others make to uh, bring people back to our tradition and heritage. And apparently, I mean, I knew this, but uh, he confirmed it, the number of people on the bottom half of Manhattan that fit that category, souls that are just le- uh, yearning uh, to discover more about our tradition and heritage is uh, off the charts. I mean, it's uh, it's a number I don't think anybody could even uh, come close to accurately calculating. Um, so Rabbi Mayerfeld and his family have made a commitment to uh, do everything in their power uh, on Shabbatot and um, and uh, other times through different events uh, to attract people, especially the younger people, um, to our tradition and heritage through events and through Torah study and through the Shabbos experience, etc. So I'm going to highly recommend, I'm always, thank God, have the opportunity to recommend good causes. I'm going to highly recommend his website, those of you who want to toss in a donation and uh, be part of... Um, an effort that's really reaching out to uh, Jews in need of some inspiration. Uh, go to KII. It's called Key. KII. <laughs> KII dash, not dot, dash NYC.com. It's KII dash NYC.com. And I'm highly recommending it as a, um, as a, uh, a source uh, or as a place where you might want to uh, donate and support uh, their amazing work. All right. So I just wanted to mention that. Uh, Kosher Halftime Show happens this coming Sunday, about 8 o'clock Eastern time. It's going to be made available to the public on our YouTube page, on our uh, com homepage, through God knows how many thousands of social media and WhatsApp groups, including our own, obviously, Facebook, Instagram, etc., Make sure you like and follow Nahum Siegel Network at all these different places. Brought to you by the Rothenberg Law Firm, InjuryLawyer.com. Rothenberg Law Firm, InjuryLawyer.com. And um, and uh, we thank the Rothenbergs and all of our great sponsors for yet another phenomenal kosher halftime show. This time featuring my conversation with Yerachmiel Begun about the Miami Boys Choir's recent internet viral sensation that they've become. All right, so that's this coming Sunday. Those who've seen the interview already, the few people that have seen it have really enjoyed it, and I hope you'll enjoy it. Those of you who are really into Jewish music, I think you'll find it fascinating. So that's happening this coming Sunday. Um, what else do I want to mention? KFWE was last night. Kudos to everybody at the Royal Wine Corporation, Kedem. You know how close we are to the folks at Kedem, and boy, oh boy, they put on a presentation last night for the public that was just remarkable. Tremendous number of uh, wineries, tremendous number of restaurants, a real kosher food and wine experience. And thanks to all the listeners and friends and fans who came over. It was really a very special night. Met a lot of people who are so um, happy with what goes on here on a daily basis and... Uh, Love so many of the things that we're associated with, whether it's the Haas concert or uh, 
or um, you know any of the organizations that we feature here on JM and AM and the Nachum Siegel Network. So a big thank you to everybody. It was really, really nice. So Naomi Nachman last night wished her a happy 10th anniversary in person. It was really, really great. Later today, by the way, speaking of our amazing programming, later this morning at 9 a.m. Eastern time, it's Israel at uh, 75. Or by David Hertzberg is host of Israel at 75. If you want to learn, literally learn, uh, a tremendous amount about modern Jewish history, specifically about the state of Israel, which turns 75 in a couple of months. Make sure to be tuned in. Israel at 75 or by David Hertzberg, 9 a.m. Eastern Time today and every Tuesday right here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Oh, a drop behind schedule again for my Goldwasser. Why am I doing that so often these days? Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser, his words, Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. We say every day in the Shmon Esrei, Raise a banner, gather us from our exiles. Then we go and say, and gather us together as one. The question is asked by the Yalkut Koton. What is the reason that first we say, and then, as if we're asking a second time, we say, and gather us together. He answers by telling us a fascinating Chazal that Rashi cites, Godel Yom Kibbutz Goliyos, how great will the day when all of the exiles will be ingathered. In Hashem, Kilu Atzmo Hashem Yisparach, Tzorech Liyos Ochez Biyado Mamush, Ish Ish Mimkomo that Hashem will have to take a hold of every person's hand and walk together with them. As it says in Yeshayo, V'atem selaktu le'echod echod b'nei Yisrael. According to this, we can understand that everybody will continue to add, V'kabtzenu yachad, gather us together, Meaning that Hashem, Hashem in all His glory, will take each of our hands and lead us out of exile. The great Hasidic master, Repinchas of Karetz, once understood how a person's tefillah should be stated. He said that anyone who wishes that his tefillah should be answered should have Eretz Yisrael in mind during his prayers. He should think about the country, the borders, the cities, the hills and the mountains. Whoever does this will surely have his tefillos answered. So they asked him, how about those who already live in Eretz Yisrael? What should they think of in their tefillos? They should think of all the Jews still living in exile and beg Hashem to soon return his children to their home. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you Morning Chizik. Have a nice day. I need a way, 
Thank 
Ishalapi Dode with Ale Katan. Tuesday morning broadcast, JM in the AM. Kosher Halftime Show this coming Sunday brought to you by the Rothenberg Law Firm at InjuryLawyer.com. We've got an amazing Kosher Halftime Show for the 10th annual show. It'll be my conversation with Yerachmiel Begun about the Miami Boys Choir meteoric social media sensation that's happened over the, or viral sensation that's happened over the last few months. That'll be Sunday. But there are other things to consider for Sunday as well. A lot of people are going to be hosting Super Bowl parties this coming Sunday. A lot of people are wondering what they should be including in their menu. And I know there's a lot of talk about wings and stuff like that, but hey, can you possibly have a proper Super Bowl party with without some incredible, delicious hot dogs and sausages? And obviously, for those of you who are Americans and have been watching the Super Bowl for 50-plus years, you know the answer is no. And therefore, we are highly recommending, before things run out, God forbid, before there becomes a shortage in your supermarkets pre-Sunday, Get to your supermarkets and make sure you have plenty of A&H. Because as you know, Abel's and Hyman, kosher hot dogs, sausage, and deli is the world's best. And with us live via telephone, the CEO of Abel's and Hyman is, of course, Seth Levitt, who's getting ready for Sunday's big game between Philadelphia and Kansas City. Seth Levitt, welcome back to JM in the AM. Good morning. Good morning, sir. Thank you for having me. A pleasure to have you. And and, and you, I know, are joining me in this uh, very important recommendation that people should make sure before Sunday they get to their stores and load up on all the delicious A&H products. After all, Seth, would it be a real Super Bowl party without A&H? Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> there you go. You know, it's funny. I was thinking about this morning's show, and obviously one of the things we need to stress is how many varieties of hot dogs you have. Uh, just the ones we mention um, uh, here on the air on a regular basis is a pretty long list. I don't even know if you know the exact number, but you, you, have, a, you have an incredible number of variety of hot dogs, right, For to fit everyone's taste out there and everyone's oh. diet, diets and restrictions and habits. You got, you got it all, right? We do. We try. We try to uh, please as many people as possible. So those of you who are... Uh, you know, who love the traditional hot dog, A&H has it. Those of you who must have uh, the most modern product, whether it's no nitrates or reduced fat or reduced sodium or anything else that people are going crazy about in 2023, uh, A&H has, uh, has kept up with all of this, and they're providing all of that. By the way, you realize that your 70th anniversary is coming up, right? I do. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, uh, it is definitely uh, coming up. Yeah. Uh, we've been around since 1954. Sure. I was wondering if next year's packaging is going to include 70 somewhere. Probably something you've been thinking think about for months. It is, it is. Uh, I, and I do believe that we will be including something for our 70th birthday and uh, hopefully for our 75th. Yeah, please God. All right, so here's so I, I'm, of course, thinking, as you can imagine, over the last couple of days about the focus of this morning's conversation. And it comes down to, you have probably seen, and I've noticed this on social media from Abels and Hyman, you have probably have seen so many creative ways that people have taken your products over the last uh, couple of years and have created some amazing culinary dishes, some of which, of course, are going to be enjoyed this coming Sunday because they are perfect staples for 
a Super Bowl party. And the first one, of course, that comes to mind is the Hasselback salami. How many different ways and how many different recipes and how many different social media people have you seen prepare your salamis in a Hasselback manner for their guests? You know, it's truly amazing all the different things that uh, um, people have done with our products. Um, you know, whether it's Hani uh, uh, Applebaum, Busy in Brooklyn, or Naomi Nachman, uh, all these uh, foodies have uh, created these wonderful dishes from Hasselback salamis to uh, Korean corn dogs to, uh, um, you know, basically everything and anything, hot dogs with, uh, with uh, sauerkraut and uh, stuffed cabbage. It's, uh, it's truly incredible. What are people doing with your stir fry? Because that, that's, that's a dish where people can really get original, right? They can really get creative. Sure, they can. Uh, w- one of the nicest ways to serve uh, the uh, beef fry is uh, putting it in the oven on convection, uh, layering it with a layer of uh, brown sugar so that the sugar caramelizes. Uh, and when you when you um, when you uh, heat it up using your convection oven, it dries it out very nicely and makes it very um, um, crispy. And it's really delicious with the sugar on top. Of now, the, I would say, I would say that that's a great Super Bowl party item. It's a nice little snack. Yeah, fantastic. I'm telling you, great way to start the party. By the way, uh, by oh, passing 100%. by passing some of that around. Uh, and what have you? And now, this is not really Super Bowl related because I don't know how many people are going to be serving Kishka. Uh, but you must have seen over the last few months a tremendous number of original ways to prepare your Kishka, uh, whether it's tossing it in the chalant or leaving it out as an as an independent dish. Has that has that struck your fancy? The way people are being creative with the A and H Kishka. Oh yeah, definitely. Kishka is actually one of my favorite uh, items that we produce over here. Um, I w- love it. Uh, my wife puts in uh, our children to every shot. Yep. Uh, she cuts them into uh, medallions, and it's really, really just perfect. Yeah, that's the way to do it. Seth Levitt is with us. We're talking about Abel's and Hyman, because if you want a great Super Bowl party this coming Sunday, you have to make sure that all the delicious items from Abel's and Hyman are there uh, for everybody to enjoy. And in terms of the ANH line, I would guess the most popular items for this coming Sunday are the hot dogs and sausage. Are you getting the um are you getting the feeling, Seth, as you watch the way business is going and the way your stores are ordering? Are you getting the feeling that there are a lot of people who are including both the hot dogs and sausage this coming Sunday in their parties? Yeah, and and in addition to that, the salami is also very popular right. with uh, the Hasselback recipe. Uh, also a great way to start off the uh, kick off the uh, the evening uh, um, great appetizer great snack uh, finger food perfect perfect you got to thank the NFL because this has become quite a, a time of year for you though no? oh yeah it's a, it's incredible you know winter is typically a, a slow time for hot dog makers uh, just like it is for ice cream companies, but uh, thank God for uh, things like this. Right. I guess that the only thing that would rival this, obviously, is the heavy Memorial Day to Labor Day season. Other than that, uh, this has sure. got to be the week that everybody is uh, seeking your products. Uh, how long have you How long have you been with A&H? Uh, we're going on 26 years now. The reason I ask is because if you think back to this week 25 years ago, and I guess we could say this really about the entire country, uh, it was never at this level, right? I mean, the Super Bowl literally has become a national holiday where 25 years ago it was it was not something where everybody felt an obligation to take part in some way. Very true. 
And obviously companies like yours, thank God, have benefited from it. And uh, I don't know how many salamis are going to be eaten this coming Sunday. And I don't know how many hot dogs and sausages are going to be eaten this coming Sunday. But uh, I could tell you that uh, this entire country is focused on food items like yours. I do remind everybody when you go to kosherdogs.net, again, go to kosherdogs.net, the A&H website. You can take a 10% discount when you use promo code radio. And earlier in the conversation, Seth, I spoke about the more healthy items. I don't know if, the, I don't know if that's the right term in your industry. Maybe there's a better way of putting it, but obviously you're making a lot of varieties of of um, of hot dogs, for instance, that appeal to people now who are being more health conscious. Of all of those, which is the one that really has taken off? Which is the one that would be the leader in that category at this point? Right now, it's our uh, uncured uh, beef hot dog. All of our hot dogs and uh, beef products are all gluten-free. They've always been gluten-free uh, for almost 70 years now. Um, but the uncured line, that's really taken off. Uh, not only do we make them in hot dogs, but we also make them in beef sausages and poultry sausages. Um, people, you know, it's a better-for-you product. Um, we make them also as a uh, reduced fat and sodium. Right. Um, we use uh, celery and cherry and sea salt, which actually cures the product and it gives it a shelf life instead of uh, uh, synthetic nitrites. Um, so that, that, those are the items that have really picked up the most over the last uh, 10 or so years. And a lot of people are enjoying them. I am shocked at how many gluten-free people there are in our community, and this goes across the board, not just when it comes to meat items. And obviously you're, you're helping to fill that need. Have you found, not to put you on the spot, and you certainly don't have to mention any of your colleagues, but I'm just curious if you have found any really high-quality, delicious, gluten-free hot dog buns? Does it exist? That is a great question. Um, I haven't found buns yet, but um, over Pesach, there's a product that's that's available uh, in the marketplace that's uh, uh, gluten-free and kosher Pesach. Um, uh, they make a, 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 a pastry dough, um, which is great for wrapping the mini hot dogs. Um, so, yeah. It's, uh, so that would be the closest to something to wrap around the hot dog. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. You haven't found a great, delicious, gluten-free bun yet. If there is any, by the way, folks, let us know. Comment on the app or email me. I'm curious about that uh, because I am Well, they sh- have potato buns. Right. So I would assume a potato bun would be. And I've had those. Uh, the potato buns are actually quite, quite good. So uh, I would say that there probably are. Right, uh, good uh, gluten-free product. That would uh, that would buns. be the closest we've gotten to uh, a really high yeah. quality, high quality bun. And finally, the pastrami, the corned beef. I mean, people, you know, associate you obviously with the salamis for good reason. And and uh, in the context of this conversation, uh, we are reiterating how well known you are for the hot dogs and the sausages. But let's not overlook the deli because when it comes to pastrami and corned beef, you guys really know what you're doing. Is there anything else on the deli line you want to mention besides those two classics? Uh, well, we do have the beef fry as well, right. uh, which you had mentioned earlier in the show. So those are the three staple items for our sliced deli line. And those are uh, very popular, I would assume. Pastrami more than corned beef or the opposite? Is there one that out? out- no, no, uh, pastrami more than corned beef. It's, really? Uh, people, I think, like uh, the, uh, the the flavor from the uh, pastrami rub that you have on the outside. Of the I am so proud of our people. They've kept the tradition of pastrami being at the very top. I love that. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> you probably have noticed all the eating habits of our people over all these years. And uh, thank goodness when it comes to delicious meat, uh, it seems that our community really knows where to turn. And in this case, of course, it's to A&H. Everybody out there, you can check out the website at kosherdogs.net. Don't forget, it's now Tuesday. It's now Tuesday. Now, can I, again, you don't have to go into detail because I don't want to feature one retailer over another, Seth, but I would assume that you have cooperated with the retailers in really making everything available at, the, at great special prices this week. Is that how it works in the industry? Yeah, it does. In fact, uh, we will single out one customer Ooh. because they're doing a phenomenal job for us. Uh, it's the uh, If you live in northern New Jersey and you uh, have a shop right uh, near you, uh, whether it's in Englewood or Paramus, I know that they're running a uh, huge sale on our uh, NHL beef hot dogs right now um, while supplies last. Well, big shout out to them, and I assume that that's the remainder of the week. So anybody who wants to load up their shopping cart with great products for the Super Bowl party, that is their opportunity. Seth Levitt, anything else you'd like to add? you want to give us a Super Bowl prediction, or you stay neutral when it comes to the game? I will be staying neutral when it comes to the game. Thank <laughs> you, you, you don't want to insult your consumer base in Kansas City Absolutely or or in Philadelphia. <laughs> uh, you know, if the Giants were in it, you know, it's something else. But, right. uh, then you'd have a right to speak up, right? <laughs> Seth, we thank you. We thank you for all your support here. We thank you for everything that you do for the Jewish consumer, the kosher consumer nationwide, and the continued success as A&H approaches its 70th birthday. Thank you, Nachum, and I'd also like to say thank you to you for your support of our brand, and I'd also like to thank your listeners uh, and the consumers who uh, purchase our products, uh, whether it's been for 70 years, 50 years, 40 years, 30 years, or new to the product line itself. Thank you. A pleasure. Thank you for that. Seth Levitt, everybody. Super Bowl Sunday is this coming Sunday. Be prepared. Don't be caught off guard. Fill the shopping cart with all the A&H products and make your family and friends really, really happy. You can go to the website for information to check out all their products at kosherdogs.net. Take a 10% discount with promo code RADIO. And make sure to try A&H. And uh, we wish them a very happy 70th birthday, which is coming up next year. And as this, and Seth Levitt will not commit to either city, will not tip his hand regarding Philly or Kansas City. So nobody, nobody could take him to task on social media. Nobody could take A&H to task on social media for favoring one team over the other. And you heard him say the only exception he would make, rightfully so, would be if the Giants would be in the Super Bowl. More coming up. It is a, a Tuesday morning broadcast here at JM in the AM.
J.M. and the A.M. with Deddy. I'm assuming that was Amit Listvand on that song, right? I'm assuming it was him. What year was this? Let's see. Uh, it's from the Bitchu Bashem album, 1997. Yeah, I bet you it was him. Wow. That song is 26 years old, or at least that version of the song, 26 years old. Pretty remarkable. It's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at NahumSingle.com, on the NahumSingle Network, and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. Thanks to everybody for tuning in. Kosher Halftime Show brought to you by the Rothenberg Law Firm, InjuryLawyer.com, this coming Sunday. want to thank those who are commenting on the app. Good morning to listener Tikva and Petach Tikva. Uh, listener Tina in Montreal, thanks so much for tuning in. Um, wow, listener Ahava, thank you. She says, good morning, much thanks. I believe I heard about the Yad Vashem exhibition on JM and the AM. It was very emotional and especially found the names of my father's brothers and sisters and their children among the myriad of Kedoshim. Wow. Much Satova, Ahava, Aaron Price, and my entire family. Thank you, Mrs. Aaron Price. Much appreciated. Listener Daniel, I thought of listener Daniel yesterday because very early yesterday morning, before the show, I met somebody who was flying to Atlanta. And I said, if you have a breakfast meeting, there's a great donut place. I went there with listener Daniel. <laughs> I'm not kidding. This happened yesterday morning. Anyway, he says, good morning from most of the AJA carpool number 204. The two eighth graders are at their senior trip in Orlando. 
Aren't they lucky? They certainly are. Uh, Ruby says, most of the coach uh, Bobby and Ruby and Sam and Ruth uh, celebrating the joy nachas of their granddaughter's wedding, Eliana and Devere and Beit Shemesh. Wow. Where's the wedding? Children of Mordechai and Debbie Kaplan. Nachas and Simcha always. Yeah, I know people making a wedding in Beit Shemesh. I'd like to know where that is. And yesterday, I just wanted to go to that. Yesterday, we were doing our Tu B'Shvat special, which if you missed, by the way, the reviews have been amazing, and I appreciate that very much. Uh, a couple of late comments yesterday. One was, uh, uh, my comment is not about Tu B'Shvat, but a big Hakarat HaTov to the network. I spent the last three and a half weeks in Israel and Poland and used the app as an alarm every morning from both locations. Thank you. That's from NB Kramer, and I thank you for that. And then this listener says, Mazel Tov to Ellie and Miriam Slansky on the bris of a baby boy, Aryeh. Bris was in Yerushalayim. Mazel Tov to grandparents, uh, the great-grandparents, uh, the Slanskys, the Samuels, the Farakaway, and Lawrence. Um, and we say Mazel Tov from all of us here at JM in the AM. More coming up at America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. Heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at NachumSiegel.com, on the NachumSiegel Network, and, of course, on the beloved NSN app.
J.M. and the A.M. with Shlomo Katz. J.M. and the A.M. There he is, Shlomo Katz. Tuesday morning broadcast, so last night at the Kosher Food and Wine Experience, I ran into a whole bunch of people and a lot of nice uh, comments about the show and people talking, about, talking to me about different things in the last 40 years. One of the highlights for me was uh, meeting up uh, accidentally, we didn't plan it, with Jordy Alter. And uh, Jordy Alter to this audience is the president of the Israel Association of Baseball. To me, he is uh, my first program director ever. Back at WYUR. Also, someone must have seen that Jordy and I were schmoozing because I was informed after the conversation that um, that Jordy is celebrating a milestone birthday. So in addition to all the news and information that we get to discuss with him this morning, we also get to wish him a Yom Huledet Sameach. Jordy Alter, president of the Israel Association of Baseball. Welcome back to JM in the AM. Good morning, Nachum. It's great to be with you. Thank you so much. Yom sir. Thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> we haven't gotten any older over these uh, 40 plus years that we know each other. Isn't it remarkable? I'll tell you. We should get together and discuss just that <laughs> and, 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 and be disillusioned with each other for a couple of hours. Um, did you ever, I mean, you know, you and I, one of the reasons that I love having you on is because when it comes to the the really important stuff about being president of the Israel Association of Baseball, like, you know, making a minion in the dugout or reading the Megillah and Purim, et cetera, et cetera. We've done these stories enough on the air, or maybe not enough. Um, you know, you appreciate it as much as I do. This is the, you know, those are the highlights of you being involved in this whole movement. Do you ever pause and say to yourself, what would Ben Gurion say that there's a president of the Israel Association of Baseball? <laughs> Did anybody in the early era of the state ever dream that this sport would become something in the Holy Land? They certainly would not even know what baseball was. <laughs> Maybe Golda Meir since she grew up in Milwaukee. Oh, good point. Good point. Anybody else ever dreamed of that? That's for sure not. It is unbelievable, and you get to hold the distinction. And just let's go through the schedule because, because I, I know that we're we're coming up on some important uh, on, on some important events for the Israel baseball team. It, it, tell us what's what's happening on the calendar. Right. So I think last time we spoke was about a year and a half ago. I was in the um, Olympic Village in Tokyo, right, with the Olympic Olympic uh, Israel Olympic baseball team, which was made up of Israeli citizens or those that. Become, became citizens. Um, this March, uh, next month, we'll be again embarking on our third um, visit to the World Baseball Classic. Um, and uh, that starts in March. The first week of March, our training begins in Jupiter. One second. That's now. That's that, correct. 
That's the next few weeks. When's the when's the first official game? So we're going to be in Jupiter for two training games, um, spring training games on the eighth and ninth, um, against the Marlins in Jupiter and against the Washington Nationals in West Palm Beach. So for anybody taking vacation down there, please come out and root for us. Is that is that is, is that is that again Purim week? <laughs> you are correct. You're reading McGilla <laughs> again in the dugout. So I'm hoping that I won't, but I actually, for this particular time, I actually took out a Megillah and got some tapes that I'm preparing just in case. <laughs> and I will bring my Megillah down because we just never know how things are going to work out. Wow. I will, be, I will be there for Purim. That is correct. Well, at least you have, I mean, different than being in the, you know, in the Far East, at least you have some Jewish communities around there. We do. We do. We, do. we have Chabad there in Jupiter right. that uh, I've been in contact already with and I'm sure they'll be helping us out as well. I'll be bringing uh, Mishloach Mono down uh, with me that my uh, wonderful grandchildren are preparing in Passaic. Uh, three of them are on the way to Yeshiva right now. Uh, so if I can just a uh, quick shout out to uh, Shane D. Shaya and Riva. Hey, Shane D. Shaya and Riva, as I told your grandfather, he has carte blanche here. He can shout out to you guys anytime. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So that'll, that'll, that's part of the preparations this time. Last time we uh, actually couldn't bring it to Japan right? because we didn't expect to be there for Purim, and right. uh, Chabad there prepared Shalach Manas for us. So that was pretty uh, amazing. Oh, boy, you better be, you better, you better, better get this right. You better give the manager a really nice Shalach Manas. You better get this right, Jordy. Absolutely. <laughs> Tell the grandchildren. All right, so that's the 8th and 9th of March, and after that? So after that, then we go to Miami, um, and our first game is against Nicaragua on Sunday noon, uh, March 12th. Okay, is that a win? Is that a winnable game? That is a every game is a winnable game. Right. We're well, you. By the way, you're not being verbose. You proved that. You proved that every game yeah. is a winnable game. Yeah. But you know what I mean. Like you know, Vegas. Yeah. Vegas would say you guys are the favorites or not. <laughs> it, um, actually, it's interesting because if you look at the the line, and there is a line on everything, we're actually the underdogs against Nicaragua. Wow. Um, which is a little strange to me, but um, because I know what our roster is like and. Uh, sort of have an idea what the Nicaraguan roster is, but that's fine. We like being in the underdogs. Right. Now, before we get to the roster uh, announcement that you have this morning, and I'm glad that you're making the announcement here, tell us about the roster in general. Will these be names we're really familiar with at this point? If we followed the Olympics and followed WBC, are these completely new names? How would you describe the Israel roster right now? So, great question. Um, the roster is not going to be so recognizable for most of the most of the names on it. Um, you know, we're we've updated. You know, a lot of our players have retired. Um, we do have a few hangover people held holdovers. Hangovers. <laughs> Hopefully, we won't have hangovers. <laughs> well, it's poor him after all. <laughs> that's right. We, we do have a few holdovers, but it'll be uh, many new players. Some very recognizable names from uh, uh, MLB players. Um, and some high-level minor league players that uh, you know have a chance to make major league teams even this year. Are these published already? Like you know the the kids who are really following MLB at this point, can they look at the roster and they'll see some familiar names? Yes, they will see names uh, on on Thursday. MLB is releasing the rosters in ah, total. Got it. Um, so we're not allowed to release the rosters. I can make certain announcements. Right. Um, but MLB released them on Thursday. And, um, you know, then everybody could see, but, you know, you, you will definitely, there will definitely be several names that will be very, very recognizable. And you're, and you, I, b b besides the announcement you're making this morning, are you allowed to tell us any of those names? Can you mention one or not? Like, I mean, uh, sure. give me sure. one, I mean, give me one example. 
it's not a secret that Jock Peterson will uh, is uh, will be a, a leading player on our team. And Jock is with um, which organization? Jock is on the uh, the San Francisco Giants. Oh, nice. Um, All right. Jock, Jock actually interesting about Jock. Jock played for us in 2012 in Jupiter, where right. we're going back for training this time. Right. In Jupiter 2012, we were there as a um, qualifier. We unfortunately lost to Spain in extra innings, didn't make in 2012. Jock was, at that point, um, a 19-year-old, not yet major league player, uh, played left field for us, I believe. Um, and he did not play for us 2017, but he's back in 2023. So that's exciting. Cool. What date is the final for the WBC, do you know? The finals is on March 22nd. Oh, so you will you will be able to, to honor your commitments before Pesach in Israel, thank God. Yeah, God willing. Yeah. yeah. The structure is the first week um, in Miami, and then the top two teams then advance to the next round, which will also be in Miami. um, And they will play the top two teams from the. Um, from the Western Division, the team, teams playing in Phoenix, which include uh, U.S. and Mexico and Canada. Um, and then the, the winning teams from that will play the two top teams from Asia um, in the finals. Right. I, I, I couldn't follow. How many total teams are in the tournament? Do you know? There are 20 teams altogether, four regions. Isn't that like like double what was last time? It was 16. Oh, it was that, one, wasn't that many? Yeah, yeah they added one team. Um, and thank God we didn't have to qualify this time because we did, you know, we finished sixth last in 2017. Um, so thank God we didn't have to uh, um, qualify at that point. The president of the Israel Association of Baseball, Jordy Alter, is with us live via telephone. Now time for the big announcement, exclusive for Jam Nam listeners. Jordy, tell me uh, what development has occurred that is going to have a very positive effect on the Israel baseball team. And on the Jewish community as a whole, quite yep. frankly. Yep. I'm, I'm excited to report that uh, we've asked Jacob Steinmetz uh, of the Arizona Diamondbacks to uh, join our, our roster, and he's uh, graciously accepted. We're so excited to include Jacob on our team. Uh, it should be an amazing experience for him, and we're getting uh, somebody that I think will really uh, be a great addition for us. He's doing incredibly well with the Diamondbacks. He was invited to early spring training this year. Um, and uh, we're so excited to have Jacob. Well, that's phenomenal. It's great news. There are a lot of people in our community who are following his career, obviously, for good reason, and he's making us proud out there in Arizona, as you mentioned. The only thing surprising to me, and again, I know a lot less about this than you do, I I would assume that in general uh, the major league teams are very, very careful allowing their players to do anything extra. I, I Again, I don't know this for a fact. I'm just assuming that these days any young pitcher you know, is probably told exactly how many pitches to pitch per week and is told, and is told which exactly. weeks he's not allowed to even you know, jog and things like that. It, 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 did any of that play a role in, in this decision? Yeah, so it's exactly correct what you say. That's um, exactly how it works, actually. In fact, for all the pitchers, especially the ones that are MLB affiliated, we have to get ex- uh, we have to be in touch with their pitching coaches on their teams, tell them which day they're pitching, how many pitches they're allowed to pitch. So there's an incredible amount of structure. Um, there's a little bit more leeway with those players that are on minor league teams, uh-huh. um, number one. But all all of them have to be cleared through MLB. Right. And get clear. I mean, the truth the is that teams, yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, the MLB teams actually are very. The, you know, when you're dealing with healthy players, they're right. excited. Most of them are excited for these players to get 
this type of experience. Right. Because it's, uh, it's only it's a real it's a real win win now that I think about it because they're they're likely going to be on the schedule that pitching coaches want. They'll be they would be pitching anyway if they were exactly. sitting in Arizona. And at the same time, they're in real competitive, right. important games. Competitive games, exactly. And important exactly. ones with a lot of fans. I, I would imagine down in Florida, there'll be a lot of fans at this stuff. Yeah, yeah, especially since our division includes Puerto Rico, uh, right. Dominican Republic, Venezuela. Oh, my gosh. Uh, and you, have, you, have, you have all Florida represented. Yes, yes exactly. Oh, this, so, is good. Uh, this is good uh, news. Do we, do we have any idea where he fits into the rotation? Is he automatically number one? Is he, is he, is he, is he a sub? Like, is he going to be in the bullpen? Do you have any idea how, he, how he's going to be used in this tournament? So, so I can tell you this. Listen, in, in general with these tournaments, because it's spring training, even though we do have some pitchers that are slotted as starters, even the starters can go two innings. Right. Um, just two innings, 45 pitches, 40, right. 45 pitches the first time around. So everybody is sort of, uh, you know. In the bullpen. You know, on, right. In the bullpen, and everybody will get playing time. We're going to have 16 pitches on our roster um, because you know we, we basically have to have, you know, seven or eight pitches ready for each of the first two games. Right. Um, it's highly unlikely that he will not appear in, in one of the first two games. Yeah. Uh, I guess I, it's hardly, yeah, it's, as I would say about any of the players. Quite right. Much. I mean, he's going to play. He'll play. He's, we don't know exactly when, play, but he'll play. Right. play. Exactly. Exactly right. Well, that's there exciting. Will there will be innings, and the truth is, listen, you know, uh, at the end of the day, we expect him to not just play because we need to eat up innings, but because we you want to win. Expect <laughs> that he can perform on this level, a hundred percent, and help us. It'll tell a lot. It'll tell a lot of uh, you know of, of what he's able to do to the to the people who are uh, supervising him out there in the MLB team. Um, have you heard any reaction from him? I mean, knowing how he and his family. Uh, yep. knowing the way they approach their role, and I mean him, and I mean his father, obviously, coach of the University men's basketball team, the Maccabees, the way they approach their role, uh, additionally to the whole sports element, but their role in the Jewish community and what it, and what they mean to so many kids and adults out there. Have you heard his reaction to being part of the Israel team? Um, I had the honor of, of sharing the news with Jacob personally on Sunday. Um, so, uh, yes. The answer is they're exceptionally excited. I've been in touch with his dad, Elliot, you know, for for a bit of time now, and uh, it's a very, very important opportunity for them That's from great. a Jewish community perspective, and I think from a professional perspective. Um, and they're very excited to represent Israel um, and the Jewish people, and they re- recognize, you know, I believe they really recognize their role, as as you said. I well. Fully, you got me. You got me back in, Jordy. Now, now, now I gotta follow these games every time, and, and of course, I'm sure my boys are now gonna bring up. Are we going down to Florida at all for a day to see Amazing. one of these games? Amazing. You'll let, you'll let me know. We, we might be able to find you some tickets. Um, I, I, I got two other quick things. If sure. you have, if you have a couple more minutes. Yeah, good. Um, uh, going back to the Olympics. During yeah. the Olympics, we, there was no filming of any uh, in the Olympic Village because of COVID. Right. Um, we gave all our players cameras and right. shot um, in the Olympic Village. Um, the producers of Coming Home um, from the last um, WBC put Great. together these these films and have produced a documentary called Swinging for Gold, which is going to premiere this weekend in the Atlanta Jewish Film Festival. Phenomenal. Um, it's an incredible, incredible film. and. Uh, the, the way they were able to piece it together, it was really a film about anti-Semitism and the fight against anti-Semitism and the victory over anti-Semitism. 
And um, it's something that's really, really exciting that I'm really excited about. Who did anybody um, buy it? Is uh, is it going to be on Netflix or any any, any content company buy it yet? So the the, the the way they approach these documentaries is they're going to show it all over, all over the nice. communities, all over. They're going to start in Atlanta. We're going to show it in a special showing in Miami in, on March 7th. You know when it comes um, to New York or not yet? So that's a very interesting thing. So I, I I will have more details on a very exciting thing that I'm planning right now. But Be'ezer Hashem on May 8th, which is Lala Omer night, we're planning a very special night. Fantastic. Um, I don't, I'm not yet prepared to share all the details, but uh, in the future, in the near future, I'll come back to you about that. Great. But we have a very special showing that will be in the New York area, Lagba Omer night. Phenomenal. Um, What's the second thing? For gold. The second thing is that... Our relationship, we have a relationship with the Dominican Republic baseball organization that we formed over the last couple of years, sending players, Israeli players, to play in their amazing baseball academies. We have one of them there now in the top academy in the Dominican Republic. And we've brought over players to Israel, or organizations from America have brought players over. We've created a relationship with them. And prior to the game on March 14th, we're planning to have an event, not at the stadium, but at another field in the Miami area. And we hope to be able to promote that as well as the fight against anti-Semitism between the Latino and the Jewish communities coming together as a whole. And I'm excited about that initiative. And if I'm not mistaken, for those who know modern Jewish history, the Dominican Republic played a positive role when it came to helping Jews during the Holocaust. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, we hope to actually have an event there in December, a softball tournament, actually, um, in near Sasua or in Sasua, which is the Jewish community in the northern part of Dominican Republic. Um, this is something that's also tremendously exciting to be able to um, share the, you know, the positive message of sports and, and get people together in a positive way. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. Look, you know what I think about all this. Um, it's, uh, it's just incredible. He's the president of the Israel Association of Baseball. They're getting ready for the World Baseball Classic. Jacob Steinmetz will be part of the roster. That's the big announcement this morning. Plus, all the other dates. We'll, we'll keep you up to date, everybody, on the games, on the film coming out in May. The first film, Coming Home, was just phenomenal. We saw it in the, I think we saw it in the 92nd Street Y, if I'm not mistaken. That and, makes sense. Oh, it was just it, it was just such a great, I mean, it, it, I, I loved every second. You're in it. You're in it with, yeah. with all the stuff yeah. that we're talking about with the Megillah and Kaddish and everything else. Uh, it was just wonderful. Those of you who haven't seen it yet, check it out. Um, Jordy Alter. Thank you, my friend, and uh, keep representing the Jewish people in this positive light. Thank you. Thank, thanks, for, thanks for the platform, Nachum. What you do is amazing. I wish you best of luck in, in the new studio next week. Thank you. I wish you mazel tov to you and Thank the Pilikowski families. Thank you. The wedding coming up. And I'd like to invite everybody to come down to Jupiter, 8th and ninth games, and then join Shia and Shandy on the 11th, 12th, uh, the 12th, 13th, 14th in Miami, Florida. Oh, phenomenal. Thanks, Jordy. And happy birthday, my friend. Thank you. Really, really appreciate it. Thanks. More coming up. You're listening. Uh, thank you very much. I appreciate that. More coming up. It is a uh, Tuesday morning edition of JM in the AM. <laughs>
Wedding Negun done by uh, Yehuda Noah and uh, who's in that? Yehuda Noah and uh, the Wedding Negun was Yehuda Noah. Oh, and Ben Sion Solomon, of course. Papa. Papa Ben Sion Solomon here at JM in the AM. Tuesday morning broadcast. Tomorrow, by the way, Steve Savitsky's on the air with us. The brand new book, I have it here in front of me, brand new book is entitled Khan Tsipor, Inspiring Stories on Seizing Magic Moments of Opportunity to Do Chesed. Steve Savitsky tomorrow morning right here at JM in the AM. Looking forward to that. Rabbi Mordechai Kanelsky, who leads Bris Avram, is with us live via telephone. Our friends at the uh, Batsheva Chaya Esther Mikvah are having their gala brunch on the 12th of February. Um, it's in memory of Batsheva Kanelsky's 20th yard site. It happens at the Bris Avram Center. 
in Hillside, New Jersey, beginning at 11 a.m. on Sunday, February the 19th. You're all encouraged to be part of it. Information, it's uh, 908-289-0770. 908-289-0770, brisavrum.org. Rabbi Mordechai Kanelsky, welcome back to JM in the AM. Were they giving out Buxer yesterday at Newark Airport or uh, commemorating Tubishvat in some other way? We give everything. We gave fix and tainim and uh, and boxer, but <laughs> we gave out to make sure that everybody feels the spirit of Tubishvat and the spirit and the connection to Eretz Israel. What did uh, what did you used to have as a child in Moscow behind the Iron Curtain for Tubishvat? We used to have figs, simple figs as that. and grapes. Simple as that. It was one of the more uncomplicated holidays for you. <laughs> didn't have to think of a way to eat in the sukkah. Didn't have to think of a way to get matzah. Yeah, it was a pretty simple holiday for the people in Moscow. It was the most enjoyable holiday. You don't say tachnun. Right. And you eat some fruits. And let me tell you, it's, it's a, a delicatess to eat, to eat, to have a fruit in Russia. I remember that many times we used to wait for, for a regular a, 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 a um, banana or anything. It used to be months we didn't have nothing. But that was something unique. I remember my grandfather always, him, always used to make, and we used to sit down, and he used to say the brocha before, and the birchas main shovish after, and used to say a few words, the connection to Eretz Royal. It was a unique moment to see the grandpa. Uh, sometimes we don't realize how easy we have it over here. Oh, he is beautiful. I walked in yesterday to a store and I wanted to buy something and I said, hey, you want something to buy? The display is bigger than, 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 the, than the seller where I, we used to hide in Russia. <laughs> I remember someone who came from Russia in the 1970s told, I think I've told you this before, he told me what it was like the first time he walked into an American supermarket. He could not believe everything was for sale. He thought it was like just on display. He couldn't believe people could actually buy these things and take it home. Anyway. Look, as a child, I remember I used to stay in a line, in a line to buy bread. In a line. <sighs> yeah. This is not a joke. And I don't know what's going on now there. And today, if we have leftover bread, a lot of people just throw it out. Huh. Let me tell you, till today, by the end of any simcha, when my parents are coming, I am making sure to take them home before the waiters taking away the whole food from, from the table. So they won't have to see it? They cannot see it. I remember the first bar mitzvah of my oldest son when my father was here with my mother, and they saw what's going on. I saw my father's face is changing. <sighs> Look. The people that pass by the war and they remember the time where there was no food, even, no even, food. even when it wasn't wartime, even when it wasn't no, wartime. But these people were born, everybody, before the war. And these people remember exactly. My father-in-law, Tuzan Gizun, says that it used to be days, days. He had no food at all. And one time he was, he was going in the, on, the, on, the, in, on the street and he find some, some uh, sort of fruit has the inside, the, the hard thing. And if you break it, you could have something the inside to eat. I forgot how to say it in English. And he said that was for him. He socked it that he should be able to have something to eat. 
to have some juice to himself to survive. And and this is not to make people feel guilty. This is to encourage people to deal with food and leftover food appropriately. We need to appreciate it and not just toss it aside. No, this the purpose of saying that is how much we have to say every single moment. Thank you to God. Yeah. That's the purpose. Yeah. To say and appreciate and praise God, how God is good to us and how God continues to give us every single second so many things. How many people have breakfast and lunch and then it comes dinner time and they're like, I'm starving? And you're like, starving? <laughs> you know, what my father would have given to have had two meals? In the nineteen, in the 19- one meal exactly one meal. in the nineteen twenties in Palestine, what he would have given to have, to have had two real meals in a day, <laughs> anyway. one meal. Uh, anyway, the I most mean- <laughs> important from the whole conversation is to say thank you to God. 100%. That's important. Someone said to me. Someone said to me, "There's only one pasuk in Pesukah de Zimra that we repeat. There's only one pasuk in Pesukah de Zimra that we repeat." And that is Kala Neshama Tahalelka Haluka. And so, and someone said to me that they think that it's uh, it's an Al Tikre, that Neshama should really be Neshima. That for every breath. It is, it is. I call Neshima be Neshima. And it's more than that. It says that uh, uh, um, the Baal Shem Tov says the following. You know, as a descendant of the Baal Shem Tov, I always try to say some words from the Baal Shem Tov. And I'm a, and says, I, and I'm a descendant of the Vilna Gon. How is it possible that we're talking to each other, Rabbi Kanelsky? <laughs> that, that, shows, that shows the unity of Am Yisrael. This year is Naz Hakhil. What is Hakhil? Unity, the getting together. Then look how they speak with joy and happiness. Then the Baal Shem Tov says, "Va'ata Kodesh Yeshiv Tehilas Israel, Ata Kodesh Yuri Beinu Shloyom Yeshiv, and what are you sitting on Tehilas Israel? And that that Eden are saying thank you to God. Through that that a Jew says thank you to the Beinu Shloyom, through that he is giving parnosah to the Beinu Shloyom." Yeah. By the way, one second, one second. Before we talk about Sunday, we did the Tu B'Shvat special yesterday. Now I just realized that you're related to our dear friend, the late Mayor Weingarten, because he was also a descendant of the Baal Shem Tov. In fact, he and I used to joke around. What I just said to you was not original. He and I used to joke around on the air that, that I, as a descendant of the Vilna Gon, and he, as a descendant of the Baal Shem Tov, are sitting, you know, in this partnership together. You know, and, and, what would, and what would they say, you know, eight generations ago? So now that I know that you were related to him, we have to, I, I'm going to have to remind you on his yard site. We're going to have, uh, we're, we're going to keep him in mind, Bezrat Hashem, in your shul uh, during, in the month of Sivan for his yard site. Um, and, and what a, what a schus to discover on the air that you were actually related. I know everybody's related. I know I get it, but you know what I'm saying? Both descendants of the Baal Shem Tov. When, when, you know, when I'm going to Israel, I'm trying to visit the, the Matseva of my grandmother right. and on her Matseva, it says the whole, uh, the whole Yuchsin from the Baal Shem Tov until her. Wow. That's and on the Sefer that my parents dedicated in her memory, on the back of the Sefer is also written all the generations. That from is... the Baal Shem Tev and his daughter to the Brasso Rebbe and goes down, down until my grandmother. That is unbelievable. 
Rabbi Mordechai Kanelsky is with us live via telephone. You're invited to a women's hakel gathering, the elegant and delectable brunch that's being made in memory of Batsheva Kanelsky of blessed memory. It's a 20th yard site. This coming Sunday, February the 12th at the Bris Avram Center, Salem Avenue in Hillside, New Jersey. Um, there are some distinguished honorees, which, um, or I should say presenters, which Rabbi Kanelsky will tell us about in a moment. And Rabbi Kanelsky, as you said to me off the air, it's hard to believe that uh, that uh, you and the Rebetzin lost your daughter already 20 years ago. It is. It must be impossible to believe. You know, when that happened, I remember that day, February the 12th. It was a winter day. And then the after the funeral, the next day was a storm of over two feet of snow, if you remember, 20 years ago. It was horrible. The snow covered everything. And still, that despite everything, so many people came to pay a shiva call because it was a big tragedy. And in the 65 days that God gave her to be in this world, she changed the life of so many hundreds of people. Because of a travel in that 65 days, my wife and myself rallied we never left her for a second in the hospital by herself. One of us was always next to her, and one of us was doing and encouraging people to do mitzvahs for her recovery, to do something. There is people who did brisim. There is people who made both feeling. There is woman that went to the mikro for the first time. There is woman who started to write Shabbos candles. There is over 800 mezuzahs that was given out to people. There is people who undertook to learn special Torah. There is children who learned Mishnayas and Tanya Balpeh by heart. There was rallying from all sides. The Rebbein Hashem had his uh, had his uh, um, has his secret things that we don't know, we don't understand. And after 65 days, God decided that that Neshama has to go back to him. Even Anusafer Taylor, we started to write for her recovery in the ICU. The hospital gave permission for 10 men to come into the ICU, and we started to write a Anusafer Taylor at her bedside. The doctor who took care of her put film for the first time in his life in the ICU next to her bed. Oh, my God. I mean, it, it, it just, it oh just what, that, what I, that child did in 65 days, people don't do in a whole lifetime. And how many people, and how many people that, that started doing things as you just described are still doing them from that day on? There is, is people, there is over 100 people who bought film and who are putting film every single day. I have people that are coming to my show and they and when they got that invitation they say, Wow, I'm putting film already twenty years every wow. single day. Wow. And I look at him, he says, Yes, Rabbi, you remember you came over to me and you said to me, Do it for my daughter and how could I say no to you? And then it became a routine and I'm proud to say that because of her, 20 years, I'm putting film every single day. Unbelievable, right? Mordechai Kanelsky is with us. All the ladies in this audience, all the ladies in the community worldwide are invited to be there this coming Sunday. The brunch is in memory of Batsheva Kanelsky. Uh, the the mikvah, of course, was built in her memory. It's Sunday, this coming Sunday, February the 12th at the Brissav Rum Center. 
in Hillside, New Jersey. Uh, tell us about the participation of Miriam Lipsker and, uh, and Laura Melnikoff. Miriam Lipsker is a renowned speaker. She is an emissary of the rabbi in Albany. And, and in, I'm sorry, not in Albany. Let me read it here. Atlanta, Georgia, I'm apologizing. In the University of Atlanta, Georgia, she is a native from New Jersey. She was born and raised in Morristown, and now she is the emissary of the Rebbe in Atlanta, Georgia, and she speaks very, very special for that concept of mikveh for ladies. It's only a ladies' event. We are expecting a few hundred ladies to come and to uh, give their support for that mikveh to give their sympathy to my dear wife who who for a woman to lose a child is even harder than a, than a, than a father now that i take it slightly but it's still for a woman is a woman and this mikveh does indeed miracles not normal there is many people that when they went to that mikveh got the blessing of god to have children Wow. That mikveh is named after this special girl, Batsheva, who is named after our mutual grandmother. Our mutual grandmother, Batsheva, Chaim, for who we named our daughter, who her yurtzit was just now the eighth of Tavis. She, at the time of the war in Karaganda, was going to the mikveh when Mainzeide used to carry the axe next to that breaking the eyes that she should be able to go to the mikra. Uh, okay, we, 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 yeah, we, I'm, I'm laughing only because we've, we've told the stories uh, on the air about the sacrifice that your family members have made in order to use the mikvah. Um, and, and again, it's hard for me because I'm not a woman, so it's hard for me to, you know, to give muster on this topic. But uh, again, one of those things where, you know, people often, um, uh, often, um, are not excited about doing certain things in our tradition, and you always describe, like you've done with so many other things, how you knew so many people and continue to know so many people who sacrificed so much to keep our tradition and our customs and our Jewish laws as active as possible. And we can't get into that now, everything else, because we're not going to have the time, but it's amazing how we always stumble upon this topic. Tell me about Laura Melnikoff. And one more thing, the second name of... The mikveh is high Esther. Right. Is my, my mother-in-law, my wife's mother, right. who helped me see the snafish for the mikveh was going on a train ride. Right. This you've told Back and this. forth. <laughs> 72 hours. And, 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 if she was late, and, then and her it husband... Was, it, would... was a half, it was a half a salary of my father-in-law to pay for the train ride to go to the mikveh. And not only that, worse than the money. There were times when she was late and missed the train on the way back, and he had no idea if she was even safe. It's it just when you say that, we, how much do we have to again and again and again, and as we said in the beginning of our conversation, how much we have to praise God and thank God that we have a mikveh next door to us. By the way, and now this, and now this mikveh that is built yeah. is with jacuzzis, with music, <laughs> right. with, <laughs> with perfumes, yeah. with even snacks 
when you're going out from the mikveh, it is snacks. And we're not criticizing. It's just people need to understand the difference. We're not criticizing. Remember, and I, I'm telling you, I, 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 I just got to say this. Do you remember the one time we spoke about the mikvah that I believe was your, uh, was it your grandmother? I think it was your grandmother or your mother uh, who went to the mikvah and um, and and they found that uh, someone had broken the glass in the mikvah. And they had to, my mother, my mother. mother. And, and, and of yeah. course, she, she was delayed in terms of getting back and no one knew where she were, et cetera, it was, et cetera, et cetera. Do you remember, I think I'm right about this, you probably remember better than I do, do you remember that when we told that story on the air, someone called me and said, I wonder whenever I have a sandwich in front of me if I should even bother washing, and so often I don't wash. Now that you told me that story about the mysterious yes. nevish of the big farm, I'm going to wash every time for bread. you remember that? Yes, yes. Unbelievable. But again, this is, uh, this, we have to just take a reflection. Right. The second name is Laura Melnikov. Right. She is going to have, I, it's very hard for me to read in English, cellist, whatever it's called. Laura Melnikov is a live, well, live, of course. She's a cellist, and she'll be doing a live cellist performance this coming Sunday at the event. Yes. And uh, I want to say a great uh, special to the entire committee who worked so hard to make the event unique and special. Chaya Benish and we have here Shani Silo and Sarah Geek, Mila Edelman, Hindi Gruber, Lina Kanchik, Chaya Kanelsky, Dvorovea Cohen, Esther Saminsky, Mushki Vishnevsky, who worked so hard and making everything to make this event a success. Uh, the money that is raising, special now after 18 years that the mikveh is functioning, we need a lot of money to upgrade, to do certain things in the mikveh, as every single thing has to be done in the most unique way and special way. Then we are changing a lot of things in the mikveh, and we appreciate every single person who is coming. You could still make your reservations. It's only $50 to come in it's the brunch will be an unbelievable hot buffet brunch with special food with everything and as a special moment to support a mikveh and as we spoke so many times that a mikveh according to shohonoroch is even more important than a shul yeah. and when we support a mikveh it's generations my wife tells me how many people that mikveh, because it is only two miles away from the Newark airport, how much is benefiting not just our local community, but most importantly, people that are going to the airport or being delayed by, by planes or coming or, or they have to take a plane and they cannot have the mikveh at their, wherever they live. Yeah. They could take an Uber coming to the mikveh and going back. This is a not just a community, but it's it's for the for everybody. It is and it is a, a tremendous service, not just for the local community, but for people all over the place who uh, who need the mikveh. No question about it. And the most important when we build that mikveh, we had in mind the community that are not yet observant, right? And therefore, we made it in the most exclusive a unique way with jacuzzis, with music, with with everything that it should be pampering these people. Yeah. And I want to tell you, there was, when we dedicated that mikveh, one of the supporters of the mikveh said, she went in every single spa 
in the in the world. She was in London and in Paris, in Paris, in Las Vegas. She was all over in different spots uh, uh, with her husband on vacations. She says she doesn't know what happened, but this spa Mikle it became more important for her than anything else. She felt a certain holiness when she walked in the room where the mikvah was. There you have it, everybody. Support the mikvah. Be there. Uh, ladies in our community, be there for the elegant and delectable brunch, a women's hakel event in memory of Batsheva Kanelsky on the 20th Yard site this coming Sunday, starting at 11 a.m. at the Brissav Rum Center on Salem Avenue in Hillside, New Jersey. Information, 908-289-0770, 908-289-0770, or brissavrum.org, brissavrum.org. Rabbi Kanelsky, good luck with the event. Our best to the Rebbitson, and thanks so much for joining us this morning. The, the best important is they should donate it to Batsheva Mikve, and they can go, there is a special... Uh, website uh, uh, site is called Hillside Mikveh. Then you should go to the Hillside Mikveh and people could donate for that Mikveh. Phenomenal. Thank you, Rabbi. Best regards. The rest regards to your dear wife and everything the best. And I will give over to my wife your, your special words. Appreciate that very much. Uh, she's amazing what she's doing in the community. I know you couldn't do it without her. More coming up. You're listening to a Tuesday morning edition of JM in the AM.
Benny Amar, before that, Gershon Verobach. Our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, on the Nachum Segal Network, and of course, on the beloved NSN app. 
Wraps up an amazing Tuesday here at Jam and Am. Steve Savitsky, brand new book entitled Con Poor. He joins us tomorrow morning here at Jam and the Am. Don't forget, we're one minute away from the debut of Israel at 75, or by David Hertzberg, Israel at 75, a weekly look at modern Jewish history, especially the state of Israel, every Tuesday, 9 a.m. Eastern time. The debut of Israel at 75 with her by David Hertzberg is next right here at the Nahum Siegel Network, so don't touch that dial. Have a fabulous Tuesday. Till tomorrow, Nahum Siegel reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.